Welcome back into the cockpit. I'm Josh. I'm I'm Justice. And here in the cockpit, we do shock jock bits. No, no, we don't. I don't even know shock jock bits. We could shock, do shock jocks aren't a thing anymore. Not really. What do you mean? There's a naked girl in the studio right now. No, no. The only women in the studio are on a television screen on an ad for Girls Five Eva, whatever that is. I can't even see the TV screen, so I don't know what you're talking about. It's fine. The ad's gone now. Anyways, this is in the cockpit. I'm Josh. That's Justice. That was a terrible shock jock bit. I didn't partake because that sounded bad. Shock jocks are funny in a kind of like... Cringe humor way, I guess? Yeah. It, like, no but no sane human being could listen to Howard Stern for more than five minutes. Was Howard Stern a shock jock? Howard Stern was the original shock jock. Oh, fuck. He's still doing shock jock shit. Is he? Yeah, him and Joe Rogan both. I know Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan's kind of just a piece of shit. I don't know if Joe Rogan qualifies as a shock I, jock. I don't he know, He feels man. like the same type of douchebag. Not that Howard Stern is specifically a douchebag. He did a really good job of playing a character personality. I know nothing about him in any other way, shape, or form. I know what he looks like. That's it. I don't even know that. I only know what he looks like because I think I got something on my Google News feed that had a picture of him. It was weird. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen him. Wait, mm, does he look kind of like Gene Simmons, but like always wear sunglasses? Uh, I would say, yeah, kind of. However, you're going to think this is weird. I would also say like Gene Simmons, but kind of fuse him with a bit of a Neil Gaiman look. Oh, actually, you know what? I did know what he looked like. I don't know why. Yeah, exactly. Like, My I, brain was just like, okay, yeah. Like, I know what Howard Stern looks like, and I don't know why. Gene Simmons, but he always wears sunglasses. Yeah, I think I get the Neil Gaiman-esque look <clears throat> in my description there, mainly just because he does wear, like, normally, like, kind of a smoking jacket. Like, Stern normally wears one like th- something like that, or, like, yeah, like, a vest or something, like, the, the a bit you, nicer. The thing you're required to wear when you become a highly successful published author. Yeah. Yeah. Is Stern an author? No, but Neil Gaiman is. I know Neil Gaiman is, but that just made me question about Stern. But anyways, though, that's completely off topic. Not that we really have to stick to a topic or anything on these things, huh? So, actually, it was on topic. Oh, shit, was it? Technically speaking. Weird. Also, Howard Stern has written many books. I figured. I think once you're a certain level of famous... You just write a book, and congratulations, you're an author. I mean, I don't even know if you write it. You just put your name on a book, and people are like, oh, hey, did you, you read put- the book? Yeah, you put your name on a book, you briefly have your agent talk to Oprah, she'll mention your book on a show, and congratulations, now you're a best-selling author. True. Yeah. So, in the cockpit, other than talking about Howard Stern, we talk about things in general, like podcast updates, what we've been doing, other than killing myself working 70 hours a week. Woo. That's basically it. I will say, I watched the second episode of an anime by accident that you were watching. Yeah. Now I'm forced to go read it all on on my Shonen Jump app. It's good. I watched it and realized, oh shit, I was right. There is a reason I've heard of this anime. I did read a large majority of it and then get distracted and not read manga for like a year. We're talking about Spy Family. Yeah. Uh, it has an X in between, but I, I think like Hunter Hunter, you don't say the X. Yeah, pretty sure you don't. Unless you want to sound like a moron. So why don't you say the X? I used to. I used to say Hunter <laughs> I know Hunter. you did. He's like every other person who read it before like they were introduced to actual anime or weeb culture... I just read it, and it says Hunter x Hunter. Yeah. I'd like to say I learned my lesson about that from, like, some good source or anything. I, I'm i not going to lie. I only I only learned that you don't say the X because um fan fiction things. You don't say the X for relationships. It's just blah, blah. Wait, so is <clears throat> tying the Hunter x Hunter title to fanfic, 
is the show actually it's shipping hunter with hunter do i know who those people are no but i, I was gonna assume it was gone in Killua, right no they're children we don't do that no, no no i know we don't do that but the internet does internet things and i know that's a ship i mean probably no it is there's no probably gone Killua is like the second most popular ship from hunter x hunter you want to know what the first one is? Is it is it Hisoka Gone? A hundred percent. Gross. <laughs> Welcome to the internet, Justice. Yeah, the internet's a terrifying place, and I don't like it a lot. But yeah, Spy Family looks very good. I only saw the one episode, but it was enough to make me stop everything else I was doing and watch the one episode. I was actually yeah. busy. I had just got home from grocery shopping. Yes. I had groceries to put up. I had other stuff to do for the day because it was one of my it was like my one day off ever. And I, I was like, oh, what's this? Sit down. Spends next 20 minutes watching television. Which um, totally didn't push back the recording for our last episode, because that's not that day that that happened. No. Oh, wait, that was the... <laughs> yeah, 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 that pushback recording time. Huh, you're right. Spy Family did do that. <laughs> it's dope, though. So, typically, we bring topics to... Yes. In the cockpit. I have a topic... Is it wrestling? I assume it's wrestling. Go ahead. It's not wrestling. Oh, Although damn. I, I, I could talk. No, 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 no. That's fine. Go ahead. Do your, do your topic. Your non-wrestling topic. That sounds that sounds intriguing. Okay, so when I was a small child. When I was a young boy. My father took me to the comic book store on the square, and I became a fucking nerd. Yeah, That's same. how that story goes. Uh, and I got really, really into comics as a kid. We have boxes of old comics, including like just like OG runs of Justice Society of America, Justice Society of America, All Star Squadron. Before they realized, wait, that abbreviates to ass. Yeah. Hmm. So like we got we got some legit old stuff. We have the original run of Flash and the Dead, Flash, the Quick and the Dead. Yep. Uh, very good story arc if you haven't read it. It's the story arc where Flash runs so fast that he outruns the meta the metaphorical concept of death. Yep. The metaphysical concept of death. Yeah. It was really one of the very, very first introductions into the weird metaphysics of the Speed Force. Like, vibrating through walls and stuff. It's a really cool story arc. It's six issues. Very Mm -hmm. good. Should read it. But my my larger point is, I found that if I buy stuff online and then have that that to look forward to during work, uh, it makes my life a little bit better. Like Retail therapy. The idea of coming home and having a new thing makes my life feel better. That's ridiculously sad that I said that out loud. Uh, Congratulations. You're like a soccer mom now. Yes. But unlike a soccer mom, I've decided that the way I'm going to fill my my inner void is with comic books. Sounds dope. Yeah. So I have recently found an online retailer for comic books. I've ordered a whole bunch of stuff. You should totally buy Lumberjanes. I don't know what Lumberjanes is. I'll look into it. Do it. My first order includes Kingdom Come, a DC story arc about superheroes killing superheroes so fun yeah. times yeah yeah the hellblazer rise and fall um arc hardcover yeah. and then the hardcover of the first five issues of the new magic the gathering comic book series run which apparently involves mar at <coughs> coming back it also involves the entire demir guild being being destroyed yeah so cool so i've ordered those but i've also ordered i've decided i'm gonna start small right like I'm going to start with some small comic book runs. So, you're starting small. So, Captain Adam, the Adam, Ant-Man, the Wasp. This joke has already run too long. <laughs> no, by small, I meant like the, the new four-ish Moon Knight series. Yeah. Or the new 
five issue Gambit run. Ah, Gambit baby. And I'm also going to I picked one comic book series that I'm gonna that's gonna it's gonna be a longer run that I'm gonna try to follow if it's good, and that's the Immortal X Men. Issue one came out last month, issue two is coming out like in a week. Yeah. So Immortal X Men, that's gonna be my long term run. But I've also bought some other comic books. Before I even like made the conscious decision to get back into comic books, I picked up some graphic novels and comic books recently. First up was Sentinels um, by Standard Comics. It's There's a role-playing game called Sentinels Role-Playing Game. Sentinels of the Multiverse, yes. Which is based off the Sentinels of the Multiverse... Card game. Tabletop card game. Yes. Which is all about a fictional comic book universe... That has it like it has a publication history, like character histories. All that stuff is established in the world, but we don't have access to all that information because those comics have obviously never been published in the real world. Yes. Until now. Issues 267 through 272 are the first five comics of Sentinels Comics. Yeah. And they've been released into our universe for us to read. I've read about half of this volume so far. It's fun. It's campy. Yeah, it's, it's very fun and campy, which is what Sentinels is. It's a little kitschy, but like... That's what it is, and that's what makes it fun. It's cool. I enjoy it. It Like, Sentinels captures reading comic books when I was five, when I was six. Like, that's it, what this feels like. It doesn't for me, but that's because uh, the comics that got me into comic books, despite growing up around X-Men and shit, which I read those as well. Um, the, the main draw for me was at the local library when I was very, very young. Oh, yeah, I forgot. The, so, the old school Sonic comics. The Archie Sonics? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yeah, buddy. I read the fuck out of those. And that's the farthest I ever went into Sonic fandom besides, like, Sonic X. I mean, which is why it's always weird when I see Sonic memes, because I'm just like, I get the reference, but not for the reason I should. The Sonic X TV show was a banger. Oh, that, yeah, That yeah. opening theme is still, like... In my brain forever. Yeah. So after I got after I got Sentinels, which was a Kickstarter backing thing, I really like this so far. I like this comic so much. I bought the entire role playing game and the entire card game, including the new expansion. Yeah, but I mean the role playing game is apparently really really good. Yeah, that's part of why I bought it. And I can attest that the card game is fun because I did buy the well not buy I got the demo when it was available on Steam, mm-hmm. and I've played some of it. The next comic I bought before I realized I was going back to like actually trying to get into comics was at that concert we mentioned last month on the on the cockpit because yeah. ice nine kills lead singer spencer sharness fancies himself a writer and i don't just mean a songwriter he is a songwriter a fairly competent and decent one i would agree on that point they've written some bangers um but he also wants to write a movie and based on some of his music videos i would say potential there's potential mm-hmm. uh but he also thinks of himself as a comic book writer and he wrote a graphic novel called The Silver Scream, which is the title of one of their albums. He generated the story idea for it. Yeah, he, he actually didn't write it, according to the credits in the actual graphic novel. But it's called Inked in Blood. Get it? Inked, Ice Nine Kills, I-N-K, the, yeah, you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the cringiest piece of graphic novel I've ever read in my life. And for the longest time, and still kind of, The Crow was my favorite graphic novel. And this is cringier. Yeah, yeah. I know the crow is cringe. I understand that. This is worse. But, but at least you can argue that the crow has some good pros going for it. Some surrealist art that is also really intriguing at points. Like, even if you don't care about the story, you don't like their overall, you still can't really deny that it has those points in it. Well, the also the first iteration of the crow, before it became like, before it got movies and spinoff graphic novels and comics. Yeah, yeah is a really potent examination of, like, human grief and loss. Not the story within The Crow, but, like, how The Crow came to exist as a story and, like, how that represents somebody's actual grief and actual loss. 
I would it's say very it's very compelling. I would say it's a very good representation of toxic grief. Yeah, it's very and it's very compelling in that manner. Like this is a guy who who let loss destroy him, and like totally understandable. Like yeah, yeah. it happens. Losing somebody important to you just fucking destroys your life. And it, if you like James O'Barr, that destruction reaches out and like wrecks a decade of, of your life after that too. Mm-hmm. And you happen to write an amazing piece of literature, graphic novel that becomes one of the one of the most cult classic action movies of all time. Yeah, like obviously the Crow movie is why the graphic novel still has sway in the populace today. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say that's true. So the final comic book I bought before I started pre-ordering and buying volumes online. Actually, I bought this online, but I bought it directly from the like publisher because it's a small comic by a small press. I think it's actually its own press. It's an independent comic called Terminus Vell. It was suggested to me by one of my favorite TikTokers. Yeah. Nick Hill Clayton. If you don't know him, he's amazing. Go find him. I'm going to link him in the show notes. Okay, you do you, man. But he suggested this comic called Terminusville. Read the first issue. All I can say is uh, it's not enough. I can't really fairly judge it yet. It's not enough. It was fun. Yeah. But like... There's not a lot going on. It's... One of those instances where you hop in into the action, but because of that, you don't really know much about the characters or the situation. It was fun. I thought it was like that's that's where I, what I just yeah. say. It was fun, and I want to read more. Um, individual comics are very short. This is why I, <laughs> I will typically buy collections and volumes. Yeah, I get that. Anyways, that was my topic I brought to the table. Like I said, gonna be reading Moon Knight's new series because um. Look, I like Moon Knight before the Disney Plus show, but like obviously the Disney Plus show has like resurged Moon Knight love in the world. Yeah, so we're gonna get more Moon Knight stuff, which is fine by me. Also, have you seen the cover arts? Yes, you showed me them. They're so dope. They're very nice cover arts. But yeah, the primary selling point for me for this Moon Knight run is it's called Black, White, and Blood. Yes. And the entire comic, all four issues are completely in black and white, except with red color um, yeah, yeah, accents. Yeah. Think Sin City. I don't want to think Sin City, but yes. But issue three is a team up between Moon Knight and Spider-Man in this yeah. art, art style. And there were some panels I, I saw from it. and looks so good and i was like okay we're, we're reading that understandable definitely and then there's the gambit run and like gambit best x-men like he's top five he's my favorite but beast is my favorite except when he's <laughs> except for when he's a genetic uh fascist <laughs> yeah except when he's being a genocidal sociopath that that beast beast and nightcrawler i like the blue boys nightcrawler is my second favorite i think nightcrawler might be like just strictly speaking my favorite x-men and then Beast when he's not a genocidal sociopath. See, see, Nightcrawler could easily be my favorite, except for when they're going really heavy on the Catholicism. But yeah, I think Gambit's easily, like, probably actually top three. I like I like Gambit a lot. He, I, I give you shit because of how much you like Gambit, and I have in the past, but, like, yeah. he's a cool character. Like, yeah. he, he just gets to be cool. Look, the man lobotomized himself because he was too powerful, and he didn't have to deal with other fucking people coming after him for his powers. He was just like... He, he heard... Uncle Ben say, with great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. And he was like, ah, fuck that. <laughs> he was like, responsibility? No, not, thank you. Not for me, ma chérie. <laughs> and then just lobotomized himself. Ah, uh, yeah. So I watched a pilot for a show. I haven't watched the second episode because okay. the second episode doesn't exist. Okay. So like a year ago, I remember seeing something for it. Mystery Incorporated. The new Scooby-Doo? The live-action Scooby-Doo thing. Okay. I saw a trailer for it like a year ago. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought it was... A, okay. So it's... The way they marketed it themselves, because it is a fan creation. Okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. It is basically like a Riverdale-style Scooby-Doo plus some Supernatural. Look, you've already sucked me in. You were like, 
it's Riverdale, but Scooby Doo, and I was like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. but it's supernatural. So it's um arguably, despite the fact that it's Shaggy wearing the green shirt, he should probably be wearing his red shirt, but whatever. <laughs> That's actually a film theory reference, and Justice doesn't even know if he, I don't even know if he realizes he made a film theory reference. I, I don't. I just know in like the ghosts ones in, in the Scrappy Deer run, when we had actual supernatural stuff, Shaggy was wearing his red shirt. They also do it in Cyber Chase when they run into each other. Yeah, so... Is that an actual theory? Canonically speaking, there is no difference between red shirt Shaggy and green shirt Shaggy. But film theory, one of Matthew Patrick's channels on, posits, on YouTube, what? Pos- posits that there is actually three Scooby-Doo universes that comprise the Scooby-Doo multiverse, wherein one of the universes is the red shirt timeline. Where actual supernatural things are real? Where actual supernatural things are real, okay. but only strictly because of the supernatural crossover that, that created real Scooby-Doo stuff. Because there was a there was an actual supernatural crossover. Yep, you're right. That I forgot point, that was a thing. And after that point in the story, like... Mm, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, technically there are obviously other things where supernatural shit happens and he's not wearing the red shirt. Like Zombie Island, um, the Scooby-Doo movie, I can't remember which one it is, where he falls in love with an alien. The Scooby-Doo movies are not necessarily part of any given Scooby-Doo universe. They're standalone. Okay. But yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Zombie Island and I don't remember the name of the alien one is. Is it just the, I don't know either. I wanted to say it was Crystal something, but I might just be Indiana Jonesing myself. Either way though, yeah. So the pilot, they're all in high school. And it's basically that with more of a Riverdale approach. So we get Shaggy. His dad's still the sheriff of Coolville, which he is in like a pup name Scooby-Doo. Coolville. It's still Coolville. Yes, which is fun. But we start the show very early on and Fred's parents are dead. They just got murdered. He's an orphan, like very start of the show. So he's now legitimately rich, rich. He's no longer rich because his parents are rich. Fred was never super rich, was he? I don't think so. Daphne is super rich. Uh, maybe. The I Blakes. might be getting them confused, yeah. Daphne Blake is rich. Relatives have been reasons they've gone places and stuff for that. The only other person I can think of that is technically rich is only in just the, the Three Ghosts movie was Shaggy because he inherited that entire mansion from his like great uncle. But then Scooby- it was haunted. Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders was the name of that movie. Okay, yeah. But so Fred thinks he sees something supernatural. <sighs> Crystal was the name of the alien yeah, that, that Scooby was... fell in love with. Yeah. I was right to an extent. So Fred thinks there's something supernatural that oh, killed his parents. No. Crystal was the Crystal woman. Crystal was the woman, yes. Amber's the dog. Yeah. My bad. Sorry for interrupting you. I just... You're fine. I googled. So Fred thinks something supernatural killed his parents. And he try, he's trying to figure that out. So he recruits Velma to help him. Because apparently uh, Velma's mother owns a bookstore. And also super believes in the supernatural because um, Velma's dad died and her mom thinks something supernatural killed him. Shaggy apparently has, he's not super popular. He kind of wants to be and has drug connections. I mean, obviously. Have you yeah. seen his van? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the smoke that rolls out at, <laughs> at the back of the van in the original? And then, rooms? yeah, and then Daphne's just queen bee. I need to be prom queen stuff. Stuff like that. Homecoming queen. And uh, in their attempts to figure out what killed Fred's parents. Him and Velma read from a book that's written in ancient Latin and release the minor 49er. Never, ever read read Latin out loud. Exactly. Unless you're like practicing Catholic and you're in a church and it's a ceremony. Um, but then make sure it's the right type of ceremonies. Don't, <laughs> don't be reading random Latin out loud. Yeah. And so they released the minor 49er, which that's not what they were trying to do. That's like, it wasn't specifically him. They released a bunch of shit. He's just the envoy of a... So, coming thing so it's the it's goosebumps 
the movie plot for Scooby-Doo. No. The Goosebumps movie's plot was kind of different and also really bad. Yeah, but I mean, I just meant like they got released from their books. Well, the Minor 49er is, it wasn't a book about the Minor 49er. The Minor 49er is a spirit. So it's more like ghost story. Kind of, yeah. Where the one book had all these ghosts. They opened a portal to hell. The Minor 49er was just in hell. Oh, okay. And he's the spirit that's come back as an envoy to release others. And ghost story, it was because the spirits were locked in trees that were being deforested. They were all tied to the giant 100-year-old tree that was set up as a ward to protect the school area. Trees. Each one was tied to an individual tree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deforesting. Anyways, I get it. They they opened a a hell gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of where the first one ends. The second one's not going to be, I think, until... It depends on how like quickly funded their Indiegogo goes. The more they get funded, the faster they can go through production, the better quality, whatever, whatnot. That's kind of cool. I've Yeah, I think they were projecting it at like, August last time I checked their Indiegogo. The only type of show I've been like that on the ball with, like there was an independent production, was Rabbit, a show we reviewed for this podcast because it's fucking good. And Wayne. We were on the ball with Wayne, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wayne was so good. God, you, you guys should all go watch Wayne right now on, like, is it on Netflix now or Hulu? Or... I think it was on Amazon, wasn't it, that went to? Oh, yeah, Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. Go give Jeff Bezos money and watch. You're Wayne. already giving him money. We all know it. You probably already have Prime, and you're just not using it. Also, use your Prime Gaming on Twitch. Yeah. Go sub to Logic Defender on Twitch with your Prime Gaming. Or whoever. Just click, like, a random name. Not one of the big ones that I suggested initially. Just, like, click on the category, go to the least watched person, and subprime them. Good call. Pr- prime sub them. You're not using it. You don't use Twitch. Tolly plays. He's a good dude to sub to. Yeah. Captain Stanson. Jack's Game Face. And Jack's Game Face. Jack's just released a new song today. Yeah. It makes me feel highly uncomfortable. Um, not because it's a bad song, just like the chord progression in the beginning of the song. Just like It's dope, though. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, use that on Twitch. If you, if you have an Amazon Prime account, just do it. Yeah. If not, you're literally giving Jeff Bezos more money. Which he doesn't need. But you should give him money so you can go watch Wayne. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. So, I know I talked about comic books. Yes. But I also mentioned in there the Sentinels role-playing game. Yeah. I have a really bad habit of going on Kickstarter and scrolling through tabletop games, even though I don't have like a, a dedicated role-playing game group anymore. I get that. And I recently found a role-playing game. That, that seems amazing. It's based on the Powered by the Apocalypse role-playing game system, if you, if you know what that is. PBTA. It's really it's a really common system right now. Mm-hmm. There's a really popular superhero game. Masks. Masks, that's what it is. PBTA's masks. But anyways, PBTA. Monster Hearts is also PBTA. That's true. I think... Oh, what's the name of that role-playing game I have? College. Magic. Colors. Fuck. Mm. Something hearted. Anyways, so the the game is I, only, I my brain only clicked this because we were talking about Scooby Doo. Yeah, it's called Brindlewood Bay, and yeah. it is a murder mystery RPG solving game where you and your friends play as a group of people. I'm gonna get to the fun part here, mm-hmm. solving murders. It's got a little bit Neat. of like Cthulhu, like Eldritch horror there stuff go. going on That's in the background. The word you wanted. And eventually, like, the story is supposed to accumulate where, with you discovering that all these murders going on are tied to this cult who have ties to Eldritch Horrors. But the main aspect of the game is that the players are all, are all members of the Murder Mavens. Yes. Which is a bunch of old widows who their husbands have died, their kids have moved out, and they're like a book club that solves murders together. They go and solve cold cases and actual live murders. It's Murder, She Wrote, the group role-playing game. It's so good. 
It feels. Oh. And there's one thing I specifically want. I, I want Josh to get this game. I, I'm buying it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've and I specifically it. want to run. Well, not necessarily run. Maybe, but at the very least, participate in a one shot where everyone plays one of the main four characters from Golden Girls. Sophia, Blanche, Dorothy, Rose, everyone plays one of them. I've, Solving I, murders, baby. I have backed it on Kickstarter. It's got another two weeks-ish, 17 days when this episode goes live. On Kickstarter, it's called Brindlewood Bay, and I'm honestly just in love with the idea of the game. Yeah, I don't blame you. It sounds amazing. Lighthearted. That was the name of the other game that was PBTA. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Lighthearted is a PBTA game, but it's an adaption of PBTA. Yeah. Look at me. My memory does work sometimes. Surprising. You uh, should have said the one with all the 80s music, and I would have been like, oh, lighthearted. Yeah, that, that probably would have been the good getaway, giveaway if I'd been like, it's the one that's like set in the 80s. With- I would have immediately said lighthearted. I have the lighthearted official playlist on my Spotify. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for my for my stuff. Comic books work in role-playing games is what I'm up to. Yeah, sounds right. I could. There's wrestling. I don't have a lot to say about wrestling, honestly, right now. Surprising. Dynamite last week was garbage. I'm really excited about this week's episode. Well, you haven't finished it yet. Yeah, I'm excited to go watch it is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Darby Allen and Sting, Adam Cole, Dax Hardwood. Hardwood? I don't don't want to, but I'm going to correct you. Because that's the second time you've gotten it wrong when you were talking about it tonight. Darby Allen, Jeff Hardy. There you go. I'm sorry, the graphic has Sting and Jeff Hardy. I know I said Darby Allen versus Sting, which would be a good match in of itself. My, the graphic has Sting and Jeff Hardy in it, and I just wanted to be G- Jeff versus Sting because the last time they met was a travesty. It was like a 90-second match at most because... That's what happens when you're on lots of drugs. Because Jeff was fucking on, like, so many Somas, it was ridiculous. Yep. I just want Jeff Hardy versus Sting. That's all I want out of AEW right now. I just want them to take those two action figures and bash them together. Yeah, that's what wrestling really is. I mean, yeah, that's what Tony Khan treats wrestling like. True, I guess. Which is fine. He's rich enough that you could have real-life action figures. Like I said, hmm. I don't have any, any other topics. I could continue talking about wrestling. I did read a new book recently. By read, I mean, I mean listen to. Actually, yeah, I'm going to go on that for a second. Okay. Do you ever, like, see a book and you're like, man... That's not, I'm going to read that book at some point. And then you're like, for some reason, you, you just set it aside. No, not really. Well, no, Okay, so like, for instance, there's a book that you want to read, but you know that, that it's the first book in like a trilogy mm-hmm. or a quadrilogy. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, no, not going to do it. No. No, you don't? No. Oh, okay, so. I guess the closest I've ever come to that was, I was vaguely interested in the Shannara Chronicles when I was in like sixth grade. Fair. And it was mainly just, I could never find out which book was the first one. So I was just like, I don't care enough. So. That's the only one I can think of. There's a series of books called The Cinder Spires by Jim Butcher, the same guy that wrote The Dresden Files. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, these books look really good. The issue is only the first book is out. So ah, fun. I didn't, I saw, I set it aside and was like, I'll come, I'll come back and get read these when there's more books. And the other day I was scrolling through Audible being like, God, I, I need something to listen to. So yeah, I, as one does sometimes. So I uh, went ahead and bought the first book in The Cinder Spires and have been listening to it over the last week. Is 22 hour listen. Yeah, yeah. Finished it. I was I was an hour and a half from finishing it last night. And I was like, I better go find the second book so I can go ahead and download it and have it ready. And the second book doesn't exist yet. That's why I hadn't listened to it or read it yet. Yeah, that would do it. I finished the first book today and I just... Look, I know I've talked about the Dresden Files. I really enjoy them. Yeah. They're good books. The first three books are kind of like not the best though. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those you have to struggle through these to get to the good parts. Yeah. And part of that struggling is the main character in the Dresden Files. He's a piece of shit. Is a is kind of kind of starts out as a piece of shit, and he has to grow. He's a sexist cop apologist, piece of shit. 
and he grows. He becomes he becomes not those things. But it's kind of hard to read because the books are completely from his perspective. It's like Harry Dresden was born into a conservative family and then went to college and realized that the world was different. Yeah. So those books can be kind of a hard introduction to Jim Butcher. But this, this book, half of our protagonists are women, written really well. Technically, like, we have six protagonists. Yeah. Three of them are women. Two of them are men. And one of them is a male cat. Eh, I'm down with it. Those are our protagonists. Pretty good. I've enjoyed it. It was a good book. Very nice. And all of our char- all of our women characters, and actually all of our characters are decidedly different. Our our six protagonists are a grizzled old um, air- airship captain. Not bad. The prince of a kingdom of cats. Yeah. Kate's uh, okay. A second year guardsman. And then we have the three women um, who, one is the cousin of the guardsman, but he is like from a branch family where she's from one of the richest families in her spire. We have another one that's a fresh guardsman, but she is also from a great family, but her family is a great family that's fallen on hard times. As one does. And then our third female lead character is an apprentice magician. I'll call them. I'll call her that. That that makes the most sense outside of the books. But they're all uniquely their own characters, and it's very nice. Neat. Very neat. Sounds cool. Yeah. But that, that's probably the last I have to share. Cool. I bought Ring Fit Adventure today. Oh, yeah, you did. I was so excited when I saw the ring. So, strip. I don't care about the exercise part. That's clearly not why about the game. It just looks like a great RPG. It it does. It looks just enjoyingly fun. Also, despite the mini games being exercises, I went through all the mini games first before I even started the adventure setting, the adventure mode on it. And one, it's not a bad workout actually. The resistance circle band thing does a good job. But also, the mini games are kind of fun. And then the adventure, like I'm not far in it, isn't bad either. Like it's just been an enjoyable game so far i'm actually more surprised by anything that walmart actually had the game in stock yeah it was the last one i saw it the other day okay. and that's why i went back today to get it i was like because i've been thinking about getting it for a while and i was just like i should probably get it while they still have it fair i mean there was a period of time <clears throat> locked out COVID, where that game was impossible to find it just yep. did not exist people were like buying it to like supplement living in a in their apartment and houses and not leaving yeah which totally makes sense, but also, I wanted to play the adventure game, guys. Yeah, like, about that, I'm actually super looking forward to playing it. I have no problem with exercising when you gamify it. I just don't like being bored half the fucking time, which That's is what like- happens with actual exercise. That, or I'm required to go outside where there's sunlight, and I don't like the sun, guys. I, I really don't. I burn so fucking quickly that it's it's me versus the sun, and the sun is a giant burning ball of gas without sentience, so it's gonna win. Speaking of the burning ball without sentience, did you know that we just have a very near close miss with a a CME? Yes. A coronal mass ejection? Yep. Also, did you know that the sun is entering a peak period of CMEs? And that in 2025, we might experience the type of CME that could be a like world-ending event? I did not. 2025 is going to be the most active year for CMEs in history. Dope. I'm really excited because if the world's going to end, that sounds like a fun way to end. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a horrible way. Actually, it sounds like a horrible way. All of our electronics stop working. What am I supposed to do with my life? But then again, all the dead in the world gets cleared too, because that's all stored on computers. Yeah, yeah. Our podcast gets deleted from existence. I don't have to make a podcast anymore. <laughs> my cell phone stops working. I can stop. I can finally stop doom scrolling Twitter. You know, actually, the more I think about this, the more a like coronal mass ejection could be like a good time. Yeah. If it doesn't happen in the middle of the summer. 
I could do with it happened in the middle of summer. That's fine. I would die. I wouldn't. I'd be mildly uncomfortable. Mildly uncomfortable with my ass. It'd be like 130 fucking degrees. Mildly uncomfortable. Anyways, I think we're out of topics and we're just vamping now. Yeah, probably. Doom doomsday what what's doomsaying? Is that is that the term? Sure. There's a term for like I don't fucking know. I don't hold a sign on the corner in every fucking apocalypse movie. I don't know what that fucking job description is. <laughs> And your sign is just oddly specifically right in this one scenario. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't know what the fucking job is, man. Uh, anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you for our next re- for our next flight in about a week and a half. Yeah, and you should check us out on Patreon because that should be up when this episode is up, guys. We yeah, should have a Patreon. That and also, which we'll have a link to in the show notes. Patreon's a good way to get in contact with us too. There's a there's an option to comment on there. But if you, if you don't want to use Patreon to communicate with us, there's so many other options. There's so many options. Like you could email us directly at copilotsreview at gmail.com. Or you could find us on Twitter at copilotsreview. Or you could go to our website, copilotsreview.simplecast.com, which has a link to our Twitter, our Gmail, our YouTube, our Discord, and shortly, as of posting this hopefully, the Patreon link, if I can figure out how to put it on there. Yeah. If and, not, it'll be in the show, obviously. And our Discord's a great place to come give suggestions and feedback and talk to other passengers. Also, if you join the Patreon, you'll have an exclusive Discord role. Once we figure out how to link those. It's not that hard. Oh, you already figured it out? It just has a button that I click. <laughs> Anyways, thanks again for flying with us. We'll see you on the next flight.